So we have started the arcade fire are somehow the protectors of our of each of our episodes. Uh, there is the intro and the outro that are always from the same song that is Orpheus and it's by chance me. And now we have listened to My Body is a Cage. Yes, my body is a cage. My body was a cage. Everyone is trapped in his own body, and uh, the arcade fire are somehow a group that is. Uh, with a certain concerns similar to what we are keeping discussing here at the dismemberment of our fields. It's not by chance that they perhaps dedicated an album to the story of Orpheus in the Euridice, and that is the album Reflector, in particular the second, because it's a double album. So the second album is about the story of Euridice and Orpheus. It's the story that I keep chanting every week, or maybe every podcast, it doesn't matter with which frequency you go back at it. Welcome back then here on Soundbricks Radio. And this time we are going to talk about movements, you know, we have just begun with the arcade fire and the body that is a cage, so we have left the body. I have done it quite a long time ago and it remains as a memory, it remains as something to be talking about. And after we have left the body, the body that was a cage, we can also say farewell to the fairground with this band, the white lies that are similar to arcade fire. Keep on running, there's no place like home, there's no place like home. 
you have to say you can go to the you wear the white lines with farewell to the fairground. It has to be said farewell at times, often, every time that we go somewhere, movement brings with it a farewell. Perhaps it's not clear yet to me even what we are going to talk about when we refer to movement, because I have to think the way that we usually discuss movement and then also the way in which Orpheus will talk about movement. And as if you are familiar maybe with this episode, with this podcast, you will probably know that when I talk about movement, I'm actually referred to a movement that allows me to stay still, not to move at all. Actually, my movement is usually a movement, intellectual perhaps, is a movement of the voice. If I keep track of where my voice goes, then I lose myself. And yet I am there, following my voice, my body is standing still, my body, yeah, is a cage. And yet it goes, it doesn't prevent me actually to go everywhere. I just have to scream, and if I scream, perhaps I just tiptoe on the leaves of a tree. I just followed the robin that was singing on the canopy and was singing among the branches of a tree and looking for a caterpillar. And yes, uh, my voice also reaches the caterpillar and the caterpillar reaches me. So it's just like a big web, a spider web. And maybe it's just that uh, my body is a cocoon. And so, yeah, the movement is a movement that makes me go somewhere else, makes me speak, makes me arch my voice to reach another point. And uh, as we have left the fairground, because where is our fairground? The fairground is the one that we have left when we have started this episode. We are already getting mature. We are moving toward becoming a butterfly. Why not? I like this expression. And so, as uh, uh, in saying that everything can actually move me, so let me go back a little bit to my Eurydice, because even if I try to forget her, I realize that in remembering to forget her, I'm still moved by her. And so as Eurydice is a she, so we listen it from the big stars. Yeah. 
Blast from the Star, the Big Stars, as I said before the song, it's just a single star. This was a group that had not a long life, and the song was She is a Mover, because something moves us. And uh, yeah, she, he, it, there's an object, a body standing there moving us. For example, I myself might not remember anymore all my Heredice look like, and yet there are some pieces, fragments, something like a skin, a movement of those hands uh, when we were some taking a train and those hands arching toward me, the beginning, those lips, that ears, these are just fragments. The funny thing, and that is the reason why this is a source of movement, because we move toward those hands, we want to reach them again. And even if, when those hands actually are not there anymore, because they have disappeared, as I have turned myself backward to see if every teacher was there and every teacher disappeared. The very reason of her disappearance is because I was too eager to see those hands again. And I remained singing those hands. So wasn't that, after all, the memory of those hands, the disappearance of those hands, was also the possibility for me to sing more, to have more strings to my harp, and also, finally and eventually, the reason by which I kept... I kept being a voice without a body. I managed to be dismembered. It's uh, perhaps a sad thing, something surely to be thinking about, and we will do it again here in the, in the following episodes, in the following words, in the following dismemberments. And as I was saying, to be a nomad somehow, this is the reason why we keep talking, to reach places without actually leaving the places. The place where we are, where we are listening to this song to this podcast. And now let's go back to Italy. Go back because somehow there is part of me that remains Italian. And this is Franco Battiato with a song that is titled Nomad, Nomadi. Non sento 
legami di sentimento e me ne andrò dalle città nell'attesa del risvento cerca di ospitalità nei villaggi assolati e nei bassi fondi dell'immensità e si addormentano sopra i guanciali della terra forestiero che cerchi la dimensione insondabile la troverà fuori città alla fine della strada episode, this short break, again a fragment of Italianness. Yes, I have it and it comes through, it comes through the voice. So we have been listening to Battiato, a really technical and experimental um, composer, musici- musician of the Italian from the 80s and 90s, from, the, from Italy. And so this song was Nomads. Nomads is uh, something of an important word for the dismemberment of Orfeus, because as I was saying before, and I keep saying, well, somehow, it's, it's funny to think that the voice that I said before is coming back, uh, still here. Where? How is it? Is it, in, is it that the words were in circulation through my blood, and they kept coming, popping out, there are words that I cannot keep my mind off, and yet when I think that uh, I don't have a blood circulation anymore, where is that I keep finding these words? I'm sorry for these excursions, somehow, at times I find some semantic joke that perhaps are not funny either. And so, nomads, as I was saying, somehow, to find a way to keep uh, traveling, even by standing still, that is the real journey. If we think about it, literature is precisely what it does when we read a book. We are somewhere where the book was 
written, maybe, if we think that the narrator is actually writing the book in the moment of speech, or maybe when actually there is some sort of illusion of reaching that point. Surely, if we think about a book of scientific fiction, we will never, we know precisely we are not there, and yet we are there as well. We reach that place and we look around to where we are and we see the place with different eyes. After all, the words that are, as they are written down, remain on us and we manage to be nomads. Surely, uh, to walk the top of a mountain is not the same than reading how to reach the top of the mountain. But precisely because it's not the same and it is different, it's not to say that, after all, a journey in reading a book is not as worthy as the journey to the top of the mountain. What will remain to us is a different story, a different writing, a different voice with which we will create an environment around us. Perhaps then, instead of reaching the top of a mountain, we will listen to the group Black Mountain that simply says, as I stated before, stay free.
Black Mountain with the Stay Free, the title of the song. This is a, an interesting proposition and I will reveal you a secret that to listen to, listen to the dismemberment of Orpheus is a good exercise about staying free. And yet, let's think for a while, for a little bit, about the type of freedom, about the type of movement that in this song was sung, was revealed and let let free somehow for us. We take the freedom that the song was giving us and we exercise on it, on another type of freedom, a freedom that we can express. If we go back to the song and if you're listening to the podcast, you can do it. There is a sort of intimacy that is created, especially in the voice of the singer. And uh, we have a organ, we have some music that surrounds it, and at the same time it makes us feel like we want to withdraw in ourselves. It's interesting then that, that to stay free is somehow to be so close to us, to our inner self, if there is anything like that, to listen to our inner voices. But then what can we do? Because the desire, once we are there, is actually to take them out. Somehow the intimacy is something by which we also feel we want to escape, or if we want to escape, it is just to share it with someone else. So the intimacy to be with somebody else, to give that space of intimacy to someone else. And how can we do it? Well, I might be repeating myself, but it's expression. The thing that actually will share that intimacy. We have found into us the space of freedom, but we have to let it go. And in expression, we create a space for another freedom to come, or maybe not to come, or maybe we will just be lost again. After all, then, through expression, what we do is just to reveal our space, our stay. And so, after having stayed free, somehow we just stay. And we do it with David Bowie this time.
is it is is it it is an easy thing to say after all every word is a desire to to invite the person that is listening to us to stay even if we don't say all the time stay we are actually referring to it now for example as i keep talking i'm inviting you somehow to expect that the following word is going to be as interesting as the previous ones so that uh, you will keep on listening you might also decide to go back and listen to whatever i said after all this is a sort of thread this is a sort of uh, wire that we are unrolling that we are developing from song to song and my words after all are just the way by which those songs keep speaking themselves but it's not that easy as it sounds it just has to sound perhaps but eventually the movement that these words create might actually be a movement that is inviting the person listening to us to do the opposite maybe i have just hurt you maybe i have just reminded you of something that you have to do so you have to stop this podcast and go away and do something else after all then in every word there is a stay and there is also the contradiction there is if you stay you are maybe in a cage if you stay here your body is going to be that cage that prevents you to go and do something else that prevents you from doing the things that you really want and uh, by saying these things by inviting you to stay here i have just made you realize that you'd rather go away so after all every word it is a stay it is an invitation but it is also a running on empty and what is what could that be any better than actually listening it uh, by listen listen to it spoken by Jackson Brown with his songs running of empty after all he's saying what I'm saying.
Jackson Brown yet gives us a sort of order. Unfortunately, the song is over. The song ends. The song has to end. If there is, if there has ever been a song that doesn't end, it's a song that has not been recognized yet as a song. Maybe the music of the universe is just a big symphony. It's a symphony that, unfortunately, we didn't, we do not even realize that has started because it has not finished yet. So, in a way, it's not helping us at all. I think we are actually making a big symphony, not just here in the dismemberment of Orpheus, with my voice, with your ears, with your following noises, with your noises catching up with the noises that I am making. After all, what we are uh, all the time, just the presence of our body is inviting other voices to be around us, and those voices are the symphony, the symphony of the environment. In a way, what I think is that when we are running on empty, we are actually running on a big movement, a movement of sounds, a movement that makes the harmony of the space around us. It's not to say that uh, it's uh, just that. Uh, after all, one can, one can be sad for the fact that uh, precisely because it's empty, after all, it can be filled in any way. So also sadness. The sadness of not having said the right thing, of having said too much, of having said the wrong words, is a way to run 
to run on that emptiness, to recognize the space around us. And we might arrive, like the talking heads have arrived, to sing the fact that once in a lifetime you might find yourself
Talking Heads of David Byrne in collaboration with Brian Eno for this song for the whole album Once in a Lifetime. Again, we are back at it in a way. What wonderful it is that once in a lifetime you may find yourself what is that beautiful house? And then there is something that goes below, not just the music, but is the same as it ever was. This song is somehow a contradictory song. That's why we love it. That's why all fears listeners love it. Because there is something that goes the same. Take, let the days go by. After all, can we do anything different? We do it. It happens regardless whether, regardless whether we want it or not. We have to catch up with the days that go by. And then we, of course, have to express that. We have to say something about that. And we have to say something about what we have lost and to find in saying them saying that we have lost something, that the days become different, that the days, yes, go by, the days simply follow one another, but through the fact that we are talking about the days that have gone, the days that are coming are going to be different. We don't know it yet. There is no way, actually, to anticipate it. But it's funny. Somehow, it's sad. Also, that's why it's everything. I am. I contain multitudes. I have to speak for all the voices that are listening. And I remember, uh, I remind you that now there is a Facebook page of uh, the dismemberment of Orpheus. It's a funny thing if you think about it, that I am dismembered but I can find my body on Facebook so you can scratch it, you can scar it with whatever whatever mark you feel like. Do you want to listen another song? And suggest it, uh, talk about the song that we have been discussing and recommend me anything because after all I just left my body and I will find it again in your pulse or maybe now in this song by the Flourish and Florence and the Machine. Oh uh-huh. 
song. I'm, I'm actually talking on his vo on her voice, and it's something really cruel. I would not do it usually, but uh, after all, we are singing all together here at the dismemberment of Orpheus. We have left our body. I have left her body, and this song somehow reminded me, made me realize something interesting. Perhaps after all. My desire to leave my body was just to reach, and now that I have, do not have this body, I just desire to reach that other body. All my attempts were somehow to reach that other body that was frightened in the fact that I wanted to leave my body and reach the other body, the, the body of Eurydice. Isn't that perhaps the way in which our innermost desire, our, our deepest desire work about the person that we think we love? Uh, it is a little bit too much, of course. This is a, perhaps a fleshy way to put it, to put it like, I want to reach that body, I want to be that body, and yet the desire is there. We cannot. Uh, Florence and the Machine made me realize that maybe dance is a good way to reach the other body, no, but to express that we desire to leave our body. We want, to, as we cannot reach the other body, we cannot be anything beyond the body that we are, we can become a voice, an expression that is expressing not the other body, but the movement toward that other body. And that's perhaps the best thing that I can leave you with. I enjoy it really.
it's over too soon.